The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, vasectomy light switch. Watching your brother's fun adolescence. Hippy dippy tattletales. And introducing the new iPhone 5. And now, three guys who plan on boycotting the Oscars. Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that needs help turning back on its spermatic duct valve. Can one of you guys uh, reach around there and get that for me? Oh. So uh, have, you that... seen, have you seen this? It was, it was floating around social media last week. There's... In the, in the development stages, a contraceptive for men because there's not enough male options. Either either it's a either you have a condom or you have a, a vasectomy. And so I guess if you're in the car listening to this with your kids, you might want to wait to listen to this part a little bit because we're going to mention anatomy and things like that a little bit. I don't know. They got to learn sometime. They got to learn about. Sure. Uh, might as well learn in the implants. car with you. Yeah, uh, instead of from their PE teacher in seventh grade. You know, it, it might be more comfortable for you to be at ten and two watching the road, unable to turn around and make eye contact. While they learn, honestly. <laughs> Today's the day. You'll be a ba- man, my son. They're learning under your supervision, but you don't actually have to say the words. Exactly. That's, maybe Let's that's it. what you do when it's time to have the talk with your kids. You just Someone makes a, like a, a CD or an M- file you can download from iTunes or Amazon, and then you just sit in the room with your son next to him on the bed, and you just push play, and then you just sit there next to him. So you don't have I to, do to say the words. I do all important parenting with podcasts. <laughs> uh, sit, on, sit on the bed for a second. Hello, and welcome back to Grandma Died. I'm your host. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somehow I picture a cassette tape. I picture putting a cassette sure. tape into a boombox and then sitting down and folding my arms and looking at my child while they listen. Right, because it's an old Time Life series that your parents ordered. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Full so of- your parents are getting divorced. Welcome yeah. to <laughs> talking to your kids about pubic hair. <laughs> Dad, come on. Dad, I can't I can't actually hear what he's saying. Do you know what he says? Can you just tell me? There's gonna be a YouTube clip about this, right? Oh, you're interested in girls, so I just wanna I wanna find the right link to help you out. Man. If this tape gets tangled in the spools, we don't even have pencils anymore to unspool it. <laughs> Use this computer. So this thing has so you implant it's what a, look like switches, electrical switches. Yeah, it's, it looks Light like something switches. if you have a lamp in your house where you got to reach onto the cord and like flip a switch to turn it on, you know, like an inline yeah. toggle switch. It's one of those that just goes on your vas deferens, I guess. So you could turn turn off the baby making for a little while for one special night or one <laughs> one regretful night. I don't know what the I don't know. Uh, is this meant to be turn off yourself for like years at a time? For like the office Christmas party, I I don't know who this is for. Like this, I want to see this on Shark Tank. I know I who see this is for. I just don't know how they explain it to their wife. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. This is for people who don't want to get their mistresses pregnant. Uh huh. 
it's not that right on the box (laughs) right right does warning if your husband buys this he's cheating on you (laughs) right (laughs) i guess the other way to look at it is that it can just be something that you you want to because because vasectomies are very hard to reverse so you could say well look i would just i i'm going to turn this off for my 20s i'm going to party like a rock star and then when i settle down i'll flip the switch but does it work like like a rock star who has lamp hardware in his junk Right. Well, that's the thing oh. is that you you think you'd only need this switch once, right? Here's the thing. You only need it once to turn it off until you're ready to have kids. And then once you turn it on, that's it. Yeah. You should be able to have yeah. it on. When you don't need it anymore, then you shouldn't need it anymore. Like you shouldn't – you don't need your – you know, you could get a vasectomy at that point. But I guess maybe it's for people who are already planning ahead for their second wife or third wife who might want a baby when he's in his 40s or 50s. Right. And you and say, well, a- now I could just turn it back on. Uh, no, and this I guess this is the point, right? It is for those Donald Trumps who are <laughs> plan on on marrying someone 20 years younger than them when they're 55. This is huge. So this is <laughs> they can turn it back on when their wife demands children, right? See, I, I think that makes a lot of sense for me because my wife is in fairly ill health. So I'm assuming that at some point I'm going to be knocking up a 25-year-old on purpose like 10 years from now when the, my current one's passed on. We talk about it all the time, but I just don't know how I, it just seems really cold to explain it to her that way. Listen, I got to go get a bunch of, I got to go down to Home Depot and get a bunch of stuff jammed into my testicles. <laughs> it's no, nothing personal. I just don't think you're going to be around for long. I just can't imagine case. walking around with two switches floating around in, you know, down there because I just feel like every time you cross your legs, you go, ah, ah sorry, caught on the switch again, you know. Are they in your scrotum? Are they, in, yes. are they in your body? No, uh, according to there's, I sent you a link that should have a little. Oh, yeah, uh, they're in your, they're in your testicle. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all in... over the place. It seems like a lot of hardware for only one function. If I'm going to get that much six million dollar man stuff jammed into my genitals, I want it to do other stuff too. Like, like there should be some LED lights down there, or like that, play in, music. you know, that like oh, flash sure. around. If you, if you lose your keys, like you drop your keys outside your car, <laughs> you could turn it on and shine a light down into the snow. I was thinking more like a party trick. You tell the, everybody turn the lights off, and then there's like <laughs> a red, green, and blue strobe. Yeah. Oh, sure, it coordinates with the music. Yeah, right. Our kids play with one of those. They should. Uh, yeah, you should definitely have Bluetooth speakers with it then too. Imagine that. That would hurt. Oh God, less bass, less bass. I can really feel the bass. I also wonder if a guy bought this at twenty. Two or bought it in college, where I got it installed at the Best Buy Audio Center. I wonder if he then took it or turned it back on at thirty. Like, is he gonna have to go get cleaned out? I would think so because oh, yeah, like you gotta go to the geek squad. Right? Like, how long can you turn this off before your chest explodes? <laughs> well, you guys both got vasectomies, didn't you? Say like after you got it done, you have to wait like a couple of weeks and then go get tested to make sure all the sperm's worked out. For it to be fully effective at six months. Oh my so gosh. don't you have to do that every time you flip the switch? Just in case one's... Oh, that's a really one's, good You got thing. one in the chamber? Uh-huh. Right. It's true. So, I mean, that's you really got to plan ahead. Actually. That's very, very true. Man, I really... I think in about six months, I'm going to want to cheat on my wife. So let me just flip the switch. Also, couldn't you do the same thing with a rubber band? Probably not as effective. Uh, well, you would think you could just get a... A clamp installed then, you know, that they could remove, you know, in another outpatient procedure, outpatient procedure when you want it removed. But this just seems very overcomplicated. Like people shouldn't have to turn this on and off multiple times in your in your lifetime. Well, it's also a lot 
like it's very invasive. So mm-hmm. what if the surgery goes wrong? Like what if your body rejects the lamp equipment in your testicles? Do you end up with a gaping hole where your genitals used to be? Yeah, I think it's going to be very possible. Uh, it also looks really like it's going to be very difficult to like, if you haven't seen it already, you can just go to Google and type in, I guess, sperm switch and hope that like some, you know, it could be like a, a new comedy. With John Stamos John and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and probably John somebody, somebody Zac black, Efron right? or somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the, oh, yeah. The guy from the guy who plays keyboards from The Office. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his Robinson? name. Robinson? Yeah. D- yeah. Daryl Robinson? Yeah. Yeah, him and John John Stamos. It's their new comedy. This is, but uh, there's a, an animation of it, and it just looks very. It's uncomfortable to look at the poking and the prodding involved in. Where are those fingers going? I have the sound off on my video. Like to turn this off and on, there's a finger on either side of something. It seems like they made it easier to turn off than to turn on, which would make sense, right? Because turning off, okay, if it turns off, no big deal. But obviously, if you accidentally turn it on, it could be a big deal. In the original image, too, it's obviously a woman's hand holding the switch, which that doesn't necessarily make me more comfortable. Like, this isn't something I would want someone else to do. No matter how I felt about the person, I wouldn't want them. Yeah, and is that hot? Jamming their hands all over. all over, Fumbling around looking for. The most sensitive part of my body to then figure out how are we not going to have a child? Yeah, this is the most cyberpunk foreplay of all time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hey, you want to flip my sperm switch? And then it requires two motions to unlock it, which would be like pushing up from the back. So then you've got to... The back? Find, exactly. So a two-man operation. <laughs> you got to call a friend in. Hey, buddy. Phone listen, a friend. Uh, I got something awkward to ask you. I need you to come over. Remember how I helped you uh, put in the starter in your car the other day? <laughs> and you said, anytime, man. Anytime I needed something. Bring your stud finder over, and we're going to have to scan around a little bit. And when we find something solid, we're gonna you're gonna I'm gonna need you to grab it from the back while I push it from the front. This would be, this would be great to like when you went through airport security and they don't believe you whenever oh, you see yeah, yeah. metal in your body. Like here, I'll show you. Feel that? You're gonna have to carry like there's gonna have to be a card that you take out of your wallet that shows right. a picture of of two switches you know inside you. Like, could no, they've I've... made this one switch? There, there's got to be a way where they could have put the tubes like have the tubes kind of come together. Yes. And just switch it off with one. Yeah, because having two yes. switches down there, yeah, that doubles your chances of messing it up or of getting, like, a complication. But also of, you know, you're in a hurry and you only flip one of the switches. Oh, sure, because you got to turn off each one individually, which seems r- ridiculous. And, you know, you walk around with this in your sack for 10 years and then forget to turn it off. Like, and then it's negated. That's that's bonkers. Maybe they could make it voice command. Like, you know. Like yeah, why is it a remote control? So you just have it to yell. It be an Apple Watch. You just have to yell down at your crotch. Right. <laughs> Sperm off. Right. Like you're in the I'm sorry. I did not form. understand you. Sperm off. <laughs> now playing Taylor Swift. No. Sperm <laughs> off. Here are directions to the nearest Starbucks. No! <laughs> Sperm off! Ah, oh, forget it. <laughs> We're having a baby, I guess. <laughs> and now it's time for talking to your kids about why snitches get stitches. That's where we always help bury the body. Well, Viva goes to a hippy-dippy co-op preschool, as most listeners uh, know, and at the Hippie Dippy Co-op Preschool, they teach their kids, and I gather this is a pretty standard form of early childhood lesson teaching, to advocate for themselves is the language. How that manifests is 
you know, if there is interpersonal conflict in the classroom or on the playground, I, uh, ideally, I suppose they solve it themselves, but they're three and four years old, so they can't solve things for themselves. They can't wipe their own bottoms, right? So they're supposed to go find a grown-up and tell them that there is interpersonal conflict and ask for mediation. <laughs> You're trying to explain it, but I would turn around and walk out if I walked into a school and that's how they explained it. You know, I'm like, just talk like a person, please. Well, the good news is they usually have craft beer at these meetings. Oh, okay. Because if they didn't, you would always walk out. <laughs> so I, do they have like a feelings rug that they sit on or something? Or do they or do they just run up and say, Susie, hit me? Or is it like, I need I would love it. to I say that help. that feelings rug is just a joke, but they have something called the peace stick. <laughs> now, wait, wait, P- I know a peace stick, stick, and that's how I found out we were having Alex 13 years right. ago. <laughs> you didn't turn on the toggle switch. Yeah, we <laughs> Yeah, I have a taped up axe handle in the backseat of my car. I call it the peace uh, stick for when they have road rage. You going to keep honking that horn? Because uh, I'm going to give you a piece of my peace stick. Can you only talk when you're holding the peace stick when you're having a peace conflict? Hey, let's uh, let's kill the fat kid by dropping rocks on him. I'm holding the peace stick, so you got to listen to me. <laughs> Save those glasses. That's what we're going to use for fire. Well, the way this manifests, what we've noticed is that you know, you hear about that, you read about that in the daily reports of what they're doing. Like, today we made hemp bags, and we uh, built a sculpture for Burning Man. Man, it was tight. And, <laughs> and we did the peace stick, and you go, okay, great. You're learning you're learning conflict resolution for, from the grown-ups, and we know that kids aren't, like, kicking each other's butts in the bathroom or whatever. Like, uh, that seems good. But the way it's manifesting at play dates, like when, when we are over at somebody's house or somebody's over here from the hippie co-op, we notice that the kids will be off playing in another room, and then suddenly a kid will run in, usually Viva, and tattle. Like, they'll run up and say, Sunflower took my blocks and won't give them back. And at first I thought, oh, no, Viva's turning into a tattle. I mean, which she is, but I thought she is a tattletale naturally. And then I realized, no, she's doing what she's told. Like, this is the new – It's the, you know how every time there's a terrorist attack, half of your Facebook friends post that Mr. Rogers find the helper thing? Yes, right. yeah, fine. And I'm not even super sure what that means, especially in the case of a terrorist attack. Uh, but this is the new way of teaching kids conflict the resolution before they're able to do it themselves, is go find an adult, say there's a problem, and have them come help you work it out, which is exactly the same as tattling. Here's the thing. This is where the conflict is. Like As much as we go, oh, you know, like tattletales, and we talk about that makes it uncomfortable, it's hard to not want your kid to be a tattletale when they're younger because you want them to come to you whenever something bad happens to them. And then something much worse, you know, something very bad can happen to them, unfortunately, and has, you know. Right. The gym teacher lured me out to his van. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. Mind your own business. But aren't these very mutually exclusive things? I mean. Tattling because someone stole your blocks and tattling because you've been raped are <laughs> not the same thing. Well, I don't know. I think in a, in a three-year-old's head, it might be. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's where that's... It's that's... all something unfair and weird that's happening. Yeah. And they don't have a sense of proportion. I well, that's, I I, there's a huge cognitive dissonance in our society, right? Because for some reason, and maybe it is like ga- like gangsters who have put this into our consciousness that stitches get, snitches get stitches and that you shouldn't tattle, you shouldn't tell on somebody. But at the same time, now we're tra- really trying to encourage whistleblowers. We've somehow created this, and I don't know if it's uniquely American, 
But we've got this thing where you're not supposed to tell, but now there's this new thing where you really are supposed to tell. If you see something, and I wonder say if, something, right? Is yes. Is that a big campaign? Yes. Right. So I wonder if tattling's maybe not so bad, but we've culturally ingrained it in ourselves that it's obnoxious. Because when she runs out and says, so-and-so just hit me, you're super embarrassed as a parent. Like when your kid tattles in front of yeah. the other parents. And she actually, this must be something the hippies are teaching her. She usually goes to the other person's parent. Ooh. <laughs> she doesn't even know them. So you're sitting there like having coffee and, and scones or something, and she runs out, goes to your guest, and says, hey, your scumbag kid just took my thing. Yeah, that's uncomfortable for sure. I guess maybe, the, I wonder if the, I don't know, if there's a phrase you can ingrain on them to use or a way to do it because you don't want to discourage it necessarily because if there's a problem, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. But um, check out the hook when my DJ revolves it. Ice, so ice you want them to come with, to you, but you don't want them to sound like they're calling the other kid in front of the parents. They're making so. I don't know if there's a way they can say it. If they can, if you could just say maybe train the kids to come and just say, "Can you come help us?" For I don't know something besides so and so took more something. I guess like a safety word. They just, Viva just walks out of the room every, every once in a while and goes, "Daddy, pineapple." And you're like, right, "Oh, excuse or- me, I'll be right back." Or maybe I, we have a threat level system so we know how bad it is, like a spectrum. Like she right. can walk in and say, S- S- threat level is orange, and you can say, oh, all right. It would always be red. It would always be red. <laughs> it well, that's the thing. Yeah. At their age, take someone taking a block and not giving it back is as bad as them, you know. Brandishing a knife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, we always talk to our girls just about, if they come out uh, and, and say something like that, we just teach them to use their words and go back and try to figure it out. I mean, if it's bad enough, then we walk in there and try to figure it out with them. And that's the key um, is getting them to deal with the small stuff themselves. Yeah. That's when you're embarrassed, when when your kid runs out for the smallest little thing. And it's like, it, even if, like, it, sometimes it's already even over. And that's when I get uncomfortable, I, you know, when my kids were younger and when I'm around, you know, you know they might come out and say, so-and-so took my Hot Wheels car. And the kid's holding his own Hot Wheel car. I'm like, well, then what? I'm like, well, I got, I got it back. Like, okay, then it's over. Like, go, like, well, and it's always about stuff because your kid, frankly, yeah. that's the only thing they're going to be alarmed about. If it were something actually dangerous, they probably wouldn't come and tell you because they wouldn't run in the room and fire. say, like, sunshine is licking the radiator or, you know, flower is putting scissors in the outlet. They would be complicit in that because they'd be fascinated. The only thing they're going to run, run out about is, like, somebody grabbed my Legos. Yeah. Well, because they're, you know, they're, they're super selfish at that age. All they care about is themselves, really. Right. They're not going to talk to you. Like, if, if there's a flood in the room they're playing toys in, they're not going to tell you about the flood. They're not going to exactly. tell you that your house is being damaged. Uh-huh. No, they're going to go find their but tub toys and go play in it. Like, right. oh, yeah. And then they're going to let you know that they won't share the tub toys in the water that's in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they'll discover your house is ruined. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. What does that mean? It means when you want to shop on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com. Click on the link that says support the show. You'll see an Amazon box. Click on the Amazon box. Amazon opens up, and then you just do your shopping. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to pay extra. You don't have to create a password. You just type in what you're looking for. Amazon knows you came through our portal, and it sends us a portion of their profits, Amazon's money, and we use that to keep the show on the air. Gentlemen, have you bought anything on Amazon lately? I bought yep. a bat. <laughs> for, for, uh, is it called the pea stick? The pea stick. <laughs> it is. 
Go ahead, Todd. Um, well, you know, just when we thought, you know, we were we had a couple months to recover from all the Christmas spending. You know, usually January, February, you try to like keep down your spending because you're paying off materialism for a second. Absolutely, you're paying off. You're paying off December, right? Uh, Well, guess what? It's January, which means one thing in our house: it's baseball season. It's also what February means in your house, and March, and April, and May. Right in death, in Uh life, that's what it all means: is baseball. Well, um, Alex is 13 now, so it's getting kind of big time in terms of like the kids are big, they're strong. You know, Alex is probably four inches taller than he was when baseball ended, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, if this were the Dominican Republic, he'd already be in a farm system. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> I'm, I, Matt, I've got to say, he's almost our height. I think you and I are pretty close in height, aren't we? Yeah, we're about the same height. And, say, uh, it's Alex, not saying much, but... it's No, I mean, yeah, we are not... Five, five three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was like the 1920s, we'd be tall. Oh yeah, if this were the Middle Ages, we'd be <laughs> it'd be huge. They would make us king. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, well, we're like five nine. We're not. We're short. Yeah, regular short. We're yeah. not. You know, we're not freakish. No one's alarmed when we walk in a room, and we we can buy all our clothes in the men's section. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I got to go to the husky side, but I can still. <laughs> You know, it's Alex, alarming when we walk in a room, but it's because of how wide we are, not of, because of how tall we are. Right, it's the proportions more than right. anything. It's... So Alex needs a, a new bat this year. Baseball bats when he was younger, uh, maybe we'd spend. I think his first bat we ever bought was fifty yeah. bucks, and then I'm not saying you guys play baseball too much, but you've worn out a bat. Oh, we've gone through like six bats, and mostly it's based on it's it's a size thing. They outgrow it. You can't use the same bat from your from when you were nine years old. When you're 12, unless you haven't, unless you haven't grown. Oh, you know. so it's like when you get rid of your quarter size violin. Now I understand. Yes. So every, you know, the last three years, he's needed a new one every year because he goes up a size, right? And unfortunately, these bats get more expensive every year because they get the technology gets better every year. I guess you can. Yeah, I can. I can find a bat that's his length and 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 weight that is eighty bucks. But eighty bucks. First of all. Large stick technology improves. Yeah, they, it does. <laughs> Carbon fiber, two piece, shock absorption, sweet. So they can use aluminum bats in large sweet spots. Well, they can, but now they're using composite bats, which are like a which are different. It's not alloy. It's a it's a composite. It's car like a carbon fiber kind of thing, you know. This is what? primarily for cheating, like to hit the ball <laughs> further than you're actually right. able. Like, why are they all using wood? Why, why is it? You know what? I would agree with you bat. in that they should. Uh, it does. It does. It is a form of cheating because the barrels get bigger, the bats get lighter, but also heavier at the same time. Like they're easier to swing, but they're they have a bigger sweet spot, so the ball flies off faster. So that when you when you the pitcher gets hit in the head with it, it cracks his skull even more than it would normally. All those phrases also apply to my spermatic duct valve implant. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing: they, the technology got so good they actually had to du- they actually had to use technology to make the bats less good when the kids get to high school. Because if they use the bats they use when they're twelve, when they're fifteen, oh, the balls knock out low orbit satellites and stuff. Yeah, or would it would it actually go land. through the chest of the child that it hits? <laughs> like there'd be like a cartoon looking baseball shaped hole in the child. So they've actually had to do this thing called a. It's like a BB core bat. It's called. So it actually is a deader 
a deader bat. That's not the, but you know, it was a more dead bat, so the ball doesn't fly off as hard. Because if that technology, it acts more like a wood bat, I suppose. Because if they let it, if they let the technology like be at its max at that level, people would die. Anyway, this technology comes at a cost. Bat is the bat industry running this? They can't just have a northern white ash Louisville slugger like their old man had. Wood bats break, so you might go through. Have to go through those bats would still cost you like say eighty bucks a piece. A a good wood bat would cost you seventy, eighty bucks, right? My God, not to sound totally like old man Moses, but what do these things cost when we were kids? I thought a bat was like thirty-five bucks. I made my own bat after lightning struck a tree in my backyard. (laughs) I mean, no. No, it's not how. <laughs> I mean, you could get a, a wood bat for fifty bucks, but the cheaper the wood bat, the lesser, the less quality. This is so boring for people, I'm sure. The less quality of the wood that they use, so the easier it is to break. When you're hitting a ball coming at you, you know, at this age, they're coming at you sixty miles an hour or so. You might go through three wood bats in a season at eighty bucks a bat. That's still two hundred fifty bucks. You know, you buy a good, you know, aluminum or a composite bat, and and. You're going to spend around the same amount of money. You could get it for less, but it's going to, it's not going to break, obviously. And if it does, it's so what's your warranty. what's your average composite bat cost? Oh boy, <laughs> the good ones. Because I'm you... looking at Ashwood bats, and they're between twelve and twenty dollars. Now nah, you're not looking at good ones, though. Really? How about the Cold Steel Brooklyn Crusher, which no. is also my rap name, is twenty eight ninety nine? No, you can't get the Cold Steel Brooklyn. It's got to be like a a Louisville Slugger, an Easton, a DiMarini, a Marucci, something like that. So those are the brands that you would trust, you know, to not give you something that's going to break immediately. Um, <clears throat> well, here's the thing. If you buy a this, I'm always one year, I'm always at least one year behind on bat models. Because if you buy the current model of bat and you want, like, good bat for your kid that's going to, here's the thing. You, it's, it's like taking steroids in, the, in, in baseball in, in the 90s or whatever that was, the steroid era. You had to do it just to keep up. You have to get one of these bats just to keep up. Otherwise, your kid's going to be hitting little, you know, little uh, dribblers to back to the pitcher. Right, because it's a bat arms race because all the other kids have these <laughs> robot bats that hit the ball for you, and your kid's going to walk up with a piece of wood and just dribble it halfway to the mound. Yeah. I see. Unfortunately, you have to get these bigger <laughs> cheater, and you're right. It's a for- I, I love the, Matt, you're, the way you put it is perfect. So it's a way of, you're just cheating. You're buying a, che- a bat that, that's cheating for you. It's doing the work for you. Right, you've got the same swing, but then when it hits, your same crappy swing hits the ball, the ball goes further because of what you're holding. Yes. Well, why do, I don't know why the teams don't get together and say, here is the maximum bat you can get. Like, well, they the do have limitations. Do they do have limitations. Unfortunately, the limitations are are you can use the best available bat. You know, they, they, they restrict barrel size. That's and, strict. And they have to be. Yeah. No <laughs> magic bats. <laughs> no bats not yet invented. Yeah. <laughs> no time travel. <laughs> bats. <laughs> You could then use to have an up on your friends. So if you get a current year's bat, like if I got the the bat that I just bought last night, if I got the current year's model of it, it's four hundred and forty nine dollars. So you go to the year end closeout sales. So I find usually the pre the you know like the the twenty sixteen is what's out right now. That that was I might be able to find it for three fifty. And let me see on Amazon if I buy it a twenty sixteen the high school version. It starts at four hundred forty nine dollars. Come on! So I got last year's model, the two hundred fifteen version. I got for uh, one hundred eighty dollars. So when you compare it to four forty, you're like, oh, I'm getting a deal. Then now I don't feel so bad spending one hundred eighty dollars. 
But then I realized I'm spending yeah, $180 when you dollars com- on a bag. Yeah, when you compare it to what a stick should cost, I know that relative to one's income, bags okay. were not that expensive when we were kids. Because we used to throw them in the dirt, lose them, leave them at the park, stick them in the true link fence by the handle. I'm not doing that with a $450 bat. When you and your wife go to bring your own restaurant, do you go to Aldi and get the just a wine that'll get you drunk? Or do you get something that you'll enjoy and that will, you know, a qual- something of quality? You're willing to pay a little bit more for the quality, aren't you? Absolutely. There's, I have a wine threshold, and I don't pay less than that anymore because I know it will not be unacceptable. Well, and you kind of have to have a bat threshold where you know that it's going to be. It's going to you're going to get stingers in your hand. You know, if if the kid hits it too, if if he takes a pitch too low off the off the shaft, off the handle, that it's you know he's going to get those stingers. You know that you used to get when you're in little league, if if you hit the ball. Yeah, but those were a, sor- a source of pride. Like, oh, my hands hurt for a half hour because I was holding the bat You wrong. played Little League so once a week. These kids are playing well, four, they should four stop games that too. a week. <laughs> <laughs> There's also that. The whole that. system is broken. It is. <laughs> but he loves it so much. He loves it when I wake him up at 7 in the morning and make, push him in the car and make him go to batting practice. He loves it. Uh, I, I think that, that Easton and Rawlings and Di Marino and uh, and Louisville Slugger are running this somehow. I think they're are they buying equipment for the schools? Are they like Channel One? Like are all the school <laughs> dugouts bought to, brought to you by? Well, it's funny because when Marino. you watch the Little League World Series, it's sponsored by Easton, so every piece of equipment they use is is the four hundred and forty nine dollar Easton bat. Uh-huh, the bat that costs more than a laptop. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not buying the four hundred forty nine dollar bat. I got it. You know, at least I'm not doing that, and that's the only, my only. Now I could have got the two hundred, uh, two hundred, two thousand fourteen model of this same bat, which is probably still a really good bat. But there were a couple new features in the twenty fifteen that this one didn't have, and that one I could have got for hundred and forty dollars. And again, yeah. that one sold for for four whatever when it was brand new. So what are you poor? That one probably doesn't even have a GPS <laughs> in it to track where the ball goes. <laughs> right. This one doesn't have laser sights. <laughs> you don't even have, garbage man. The 2016 model, you don't even have to swing. You just hold you just hold the bat out over the plate and when the ball comes over, it just it's like a Richie Rich bat, you know. Isn't there yeah. some sort a of door like... opens up and a, you know, a you saw a fist comes out and punches the ball over the fence for you. <laughs> Alex led the team in runs th- today. Was he even here today? No, but his bat was. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some deep web Craigslist site for dads who don't want to spend that much money on a bat, and they're all trading bats with each other. Okay, problem is now with the is, newer, with the newer bats, obviously uh, they they last a little bit longer. So you don't have to worry as much. But with the alloy ones, you always worry about you know dents and things like that. Like I said, it's it's more in my head than anything. I'm sure I can get a bat that's three years old that I could have got used somewhere, and it'd be a good bat. But everyone else is using the better bat. And getting more pop of off, you know, and and so it's part. It's it's the cost of doing business, I guess. The cost of travel baseball. I just consider it part of the fees. When he's in high school, I'm sure I'm going to still be spending two hundred dollars on a bat, you know, once a year. Where does this bat live when he gets home? It's in his bag, in his baseball bag. Got a little on a velvet slot. pillow in a case with light <laughs> shining on it, and lasers all around it. So yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones can't come <laughs> and take it. In a matching twin bed next to the next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tucks it in. It actually is more, retainer in the brand new one, like the four hundred and forty to three hundred forty nine dollar one. I guess is like you said, it's about the cost of an iPad or a laptop. And you um, buy a new one how often? Well, currently once a year. Because here's the thing: 
they grow so fast between 13 and 15 now that this year he needs what's called a drop eight, which means the difference between the length and the weight ratio, they call it. So he's at a 31-inch long bat that's 23 ounces. Next year, he'll have to be at a drop five. So he'll have like a 32-27 ounce bat. And then when he's in high school, he need, you, you have to use a drop three. So he'll have to be like a 32-29 ounce bat. So the next, I, I got to buy a new bat every year the next three years. And I'm always, I'm not going to buy a brand. I'm going to buy last year's model. I don't want to buy a used one because I don't know how abused it was. I don't know if anyone slammed it on the ground after they struck out six times in a game. You don't want that because these things are two-piece usually. So there's no way yeah, to really. Because that'll jostle the hard drive and the thing won't, you know, all its processing speeds will be way down. Right, it'll hit it backwards every time. It'll <laughs> hit it behind home plate. Wait, you keep saying two-piece. Do you literally mean they come in two pieces? Well, it's not like you don't, like, screw together like a pool cue when you get to the bar. Like, like all right. Rifle. <laughs> 20... yeah. No, but... no, James, you promised. Don't go back to the bar. <laughs> but it's two-piece in that the handle and the head are assembled in the factory and fused together, and it helps reduce vibration to the handle so you don't get those stingers in the hand as much. <laughs> okay. But... I thought literally... I thought literally he, he takes it out of a yeah. He opens right. the wood. He, he opens the maple cage. Yeah, he opens right. the wood case. <laughs> he took the collar off of his shirt. I rub some dirt in his. He hands. takes out one of those a giant like a, a four inch cube of that blue chalk and rubs it on the uh-huh. tip of the bat. Kicked it against his knickers. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. If you use iTunes or listen on the podcast app on your iPhone, please subscribe. And while you're there, you can leave a review. It's quick and easy, improves our iTunes ratings, and helps new listeners find us. Read our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine and the Paternity Test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. This week, perhaps a list of things you won't believe. Number seven will melt your brains. Oh, man. (laughs) What a teaser. I love those lists. Um, I love them. I love them because the picture never is never in the actual list. Right, like you'll, it'll be a picture of Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, and then there's no Dallas Cowboys cheerleader in the. Yeah, if I click a link oh. and it's either uh, a video or it's one answer per page, I just uh-huh. I just x out. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah my, it's the my worst. biggest frustration with that kind of stuff is ESPN does this thing where every article has a video associated with it, and there's usually like a a, a picture up on the video, and it's always a picture of someone doing something in sports like it's so you think it's going to be a highlight and it, it even you might say something above it like jets win an amazing comeback you go, oh i want to see the highlights you click on it and it's two of their anchors talking about the game for three minutes like analyze two analysts talking about the game for three minutes and you never see an actual clip of the game itself it uh. pisses me off to know it because they do they show you because they, they it's exactly what they want you to do but they haven't for some reason, they can't show the clips. I don't know if it's a... Right, they like don't own the clip yet. Yeah, they don't own the clip yet, yet, so they don't have any... How can they worry. not own the clip? Well, that's what I would think. Like, sometimes you can't show it until the game is all the way over, so it's, it can't be, you know, if something happened in the first half and it's still in the second half, they can't show that clip yet on ESPN until the game is over. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. But even after things are over, they don't, they don't do that most of the time. It's sports. Know. It's a... Yeah. Like the shelf life of any game is so <laughs> minuscule. Yeah. No one cares what happened in the first inning if it's the third inning. Like, yeah. just so, give it to them. It's time once again for the Paternity Test Kitchen. That's where we eat our way to freedom. <laughs> I'm going to eat right out of this house. <laughs> just like that guy, just like that Mexican guy did. The, El Chapo? The yeah, he ate his way through that floor. Yep. <laughs> That's how James Franco got up from under that rock. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I got to say, I would have been a lot more impressed with that guy, the real guy, if he would have eaten through his hand as opposed to use that multi-tool. Dull knife. Yeah. So every year for Christmas, my in-laws are great about coming through with some new kitchen gadget for us because they know that I, I like food and I like to cook and I like to experiment with foods. And so uh, this year, our uh, Christmas present from them was a Nescore Garden Master food dehydrator and jerky maker. No. Wow. Yes. Really? <clears throat> and so it's one of those things like those it's it's like a cylinder with four trays and you you know you could stack the trays up. Actually this thing says you can stack up to 30 trays high, which would probably be it'd be ridiculous. It can't be 30. I have no idea what you mean. How big is a tray well, and what it Look up, you, look it up hey, on uh That means you can dehydrate 30 things at once? No, well no, cuz each tray is about the size of a of a of a large platter, like an ex, like bigger than a dinner plate, like the size Wait, of a serving Wait, is this platter. the size of a refrigerator? Is this like a no. walk-in dehydrator? No. This <laughs> <laughs> seems very dangerous indeed. What's no. it called? Well, this is just the Garden Master food dehydrator. Kelly, let me out. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, so my eye balls are shrinking. <laughs> now, luckily I can't get trapped inside this one, so it's safe. Can't get trapped inside this one. <laughs> the Not next after one. That last yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kelly and I, in, a, in an attempt to want to snack healthier, because we love, we're, we're a snacking family. And I've figured this out is that our family snacks. We snack more than, we'd rather snack all day than eat meals. So we snack almost constantly. So we want to have snacks around us that aren't terrible for us. Right. Because if you were actually snacking, I don't know, paleo instead of meals, that would be. Healthy, probably right? the way you want to eat, right. right? It's probably. But I'm assuming you're having meals and then also having pita chips every ten minutes. Between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the snacks right now, or pre, you know, previous to the Garden Master, would be like uh, it'd be goldfish, you know, bugles, you know, bugles, <laughs> funyuns, hot Cheetos. <laughs> right, uh, the handicap hot fries. It'd be yeah, handicap hot fries and a and an orange crush. You know, grape soda <laughs> and a bag of Twizzlers. Listening to Bad Company. <laughs> Catch me and my crew eating hot Cheetos and Takis. So the food, have you found a picture of the food dehydrator yet? So you get an idea of the scale, yeah. the scope of what we're doing here. It looks like your family bought it for you in 1989. It and looks, then they're like, surprise. Yes, it does. Yeah. But I, I, this was actually manufactured recently. And it's a great thing. So uh, one of the things that we, we buy at the store sometimes is things like dried apples, you know, and banana chips. We're like, we can make our own dehydrated fruit. And just think of what else we can dehydrate besides fruit, which I haven't figured that out yet. Because can you put meat in there? Can you put, like... Yes, you can actually, you, they, you know, it's, a, it's also a dehydrator. It can make you some jerky. I haven't attempted jerky yet. But they there's an accessory you can buy where you like. But you can't just start with jerky. You got to work your way up to that. Yeah, you got to earn the jerky. So you got to hone your your uh, skills on things you can't screw up as much. But I guess the jerky right. they have like a jerky maker thing where you like grind you mix up the meat. Usually it's a it's like a ground meat thing. You can do strips, I guess, but uh, mix it with your spices and then you there's like a gun that pushes it out, like poops it out in little thin strips that then you put in the dehydrator and that makes like jerky strips. I suppose you can also just do. Couldn't you do like really thin cuts of like thin cuts of a steak or uh, you know something I assume like that's that? That's what you do. Yeah, you so put in like. I haven't. I haven't looked too deep into that yet because I'm not sure I'm ready to venture into the dried meat arena. 
I'm sticking, yeah. I'm sticking with my plants here. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah slow down here. So you got to walk before you run, man. Yes. <laughs> also, okay, so here's the thing. The biggest snacker in our house is Ellie. She's, she's the pickiest eater, but the biggest snacker. She's, she's I think, the reason we're a snacking family because she's constantly wants snack, snack, snack. I want a snack. Can well, I no wonder she doesn't eat at the table. She's full. Well, you're right. But our schedules are also so bad that you always need to have a snack with you because you don't know if, when, like, if you're going to be home, it's going to be a late dinner. So you got to have something right after school, but we got to get in the car. So let's so grab a snack, and it's always a handful of goldfish or stuff like that. All the other, you know, not really any Funyuns in the house, but you never know. So we want to have things to, ready to go here. So I've been playing around with the hot dehydrator, and uh, it's been fantastic. So we've stuck with your basics, apples. So that you know, my other kitchen gadget that I love is my apple core and slicer. You right, s- your co- counter-mounted apple vice thing. Yes, that's it's suction cups <laughs> to your counter, and it's got like a you stab an apple onto it, and you turn the crank, and it cores it and slices it and peels it if you want in one foul swoop. So I leave the peel on though, so I don't peel it. I just slice, core it, and slice it, and then I slap that right on the. Good to know that you have your limits. That even you have your apple convenience limits that you leave right. the peel on. It's not peel a on. monster. Yeah, you gotta have some peel. That's the, isn't that, didn't your parents always tell you that's where all the nutrients that's where are? That's all the cyanide is. That's where, <laughs> that's where all the pesticides right. are. Right, right. you're Easy wasting all the good DDT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing your countertop as just being one giant trade show of single-use appliances. Well, all I've, the way across. <laughs> Kelly will not have that. Like, there's no you can't have all this stuff on the countertop. So our food processor, our air pop popcorn maker, the crock pots, the uh, the ninja. I, uh, I've got my ninja blender and food processor. I can't keep that stuff on the counter. The only thing that can stay on the countertop because they're too big to put anywhere else is like the KitchenAid mixer, you know, and the toaster oven. Everything else on the countertop is 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 a no appliance area. We're constantly digging appliances out of this Fibber McGee's closet of one single use appliances. Uh uh-huh. you know, under the under the kitchen island. This thing lives in the basement. Like Phineas J. Whoopi getting the three D <laughs> BB so he can show Tennessee Tuxedo how to escape from the prison. Yes. This thing looks like if this is what I think it is, it looks like an air conditioning unit. Well it's not that big. I mean uh, it's the size of it's it's about sixteen inches in diameter. And then depending on and so it's circular and so and then cross six about sixteen inches across and then depending on how many trays you have on it this one's currently about uh, about eleven inches tall but you can keep adding trays and make it taller and then for our dog because you know we gotta let Bowen on the on the deal here I I slice you up dehydrated a dog oh, <laughs> sir. I thought you said you weren't doing jerky. <laughs> Oh, if I wait too much, too much longer, he'll be too old. It won't, you know, the meat won't be any good. Oh yeah. Hey, taste this. I'm not going to tell you what it is till after you eat it. Give it a shot. <laughs> Come on, Ellie. <laughs> You're the one that likes snacks. You want a, you want a kitten, don't you? Now we can have one. I'm trying to help you out. Hint. <laughs> okay, Ellie was just on the stairs right now, and she heard me say that, and then she's like, she's like, we can. Like no, we can't have a kitten yet. I haven't made. Oh, it. I'm making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the car. We're going to your brother's travel baseball. Grab some fun. <laughs> oh my god! Grab a handful of goldfish. Don't forget to put them in the dehydrator. We're gonna go watch your brother have his adolescence. Come on. He's got to go break in his two hundred dollar bat. Oh, I'm the worst ever. I'm so bad at this. Oh, I'm so bad. You can't have a kitten. We got bats to buy. You think I'm made of money? 
Hey, why, a bunch why would of I carnation for last year's father daughter dance? I got you the 2013 model carnation. <laughs> I got you some braces that played against sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh my god! Well, <laughs> so for the dog. <laughs> I take a sweet potato and I cut it into slices and I dehydrate that and that becomes a dog treat. Uh, oh my gosh, I don't even know why we're talking anymore because <laughs> that's like I can't recover from that. Like I'm, I'm the worst. I got you. Uh, I just want to kill got myself. Some gift right certificates now. for uh, community college because <laughs> <laughs> you know all of our money's got to go into covering the rest of. You know, right. Alex and I are going to go do a campus visit at Notre Dame. You can send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test Mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. It's time once again for the Boop Bop Beat. That's where we ponder the continued persistent existence of Radio Shack. It's hanging on by a thread, but yeah. Uh, they had one of them that was ransacked uh, during the Ferguson riots. By angry ham radio operators. Right. Who they wanted were, parts. Yeah. Right. They wanted parts for their... Remote control Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have fallen in love with my new phone. All right, you upgraded uh, from a from a razor to uh, some sort of smartphone device. Right, and I I've put so many apps on it, and I use them all. Uh, I don't do any work. I don't talk to my children. But the one that I'm really interested in, and that I've I think I've finally found a form of social media that I actually don't find hideous, and that is Instagram. I love Instagram, but only for narcissistic reasons. I don't want to look at other people's pictures. <sighs> I just like putting photos with funny captions on our page, our paternity test page. Uh, paternity test page. Do you have your um, own Instagram account, or are you just I using I don't, but that's the thing. I don't know if I would have having children and a job and a house and a 99 Honda. I don't know if I'd have the time to post to two different accounts. Matt, do you have yeah. a separate account? No, I don't have a separate one. I just, I just use the paternity test thing and, uh, and it helps me feel less badly about using an app that's primarily for 14 year old girls. You know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm promoting the show. I'm doing the work. Right. When in fact, I'm just, you know, taking pictures of myself and writing a funny thing on it and sticking it up for other people to approve of. I don't understand why, it's not bigger than Facebook and bigger than Twitter. I guess it's is not. It? Well, it's newer. It's, it's it, certainly with the newer. young people. They're over. Like Twitter is uh, oversaturated, not picture friendly enough. Certainly, the young people have moved past Twitter. Like Twitter right. is now just for the Arab Spring or something. Instagram right. is where the cool cats are at. But I'm assuming it hasn't had time to mellow. And certainly, our, our you have to do it on your phone. So that's going to take a lot of yes. the olds off because all the people who are doing their, their – all the irritating olds who are on Facebook ruining it are doing it from their cubicles. Right? Well, yeah, I, right. yeah, you right. can't even access Instagram. I mean you can access a page, but you can't do it on a laptop or a, a desktop or anything, right? Right, which blows me away that you can't do it. You can look at it. You can like lurk, but you can't post, I don't think, from mm. a computer. No. I have Instagram. I have an Instagram account, but I, I only set up an Instagram account to to spy on my son, who got an Instagram account after he got a, a smartphone last year. I haven't embraced using Instagram as a social media. I don't have that part of me that wants to put pictures up. 
maybe I should use it in a different way. I shouldn't think of it as a way to like promote myself or a way to put pictures up of me or brag or anything like that. But maybe I should just say maybe I could just think of funny things to put up that aren't like a. Yeah, I have no interest in taking photos of myself. I only want to take pictures of things that I can either make a funny caption for or that I think are funny. If, if you're um, not following, uh, I know this sounds like an ad for our social media, but if you're not following the paternity test on Instagram, I, <laughs> Dave posted a very funny picture of him getting ready to edit one of our episodes next to a Darth Vader helmet. And the caption is, starting to edit episode 24, my grandpa is watching over me. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> what, is that a toaster? What is that? That's uh, a, a bank. A bank. No, it's, toaster. Yeah, it's, a, it's a piggy bank. A toaster uh, would be what? great, though. But it's a life-size Darth Vader helmet. Uh, it's about a third size. Oh, okay. So you've got it. You're doing the like tried whatever putting his head in that. It. You're doing the Peter Jackson thing where you've got it in the foreground, so it looks like right. it's actual Darth Vader size. Yep. Now you took down. I think Matt, you took down uh, one of my posts. I think because it was it gave spoilers for episode seven, right? Yes. Or, aren't I thought we that needs, up, to, needs to wait yeah. a week. I don't know. Week, Maybe it's time. I don't know. Okay. Every news article is going to actually meet me on the street and punch me for if I spoil it, that movie. <laughs> Every news article gives spoilers, but they do give oh. a, a warning. I feel I like think it's we're okay in February. I think February is fine, right? Because if you haven't seen it in February or by February, how much do you really care? If you were so worried about spoilers, you don't wait right. two months after the release date to go see it. Well, constantly walking is, around, going, "Don't say anything! Don't say anything! Don't say anything!" Covering when your ears. did they? When was it sort of public? knowledge uh you know water cooler talk that darth vader was luke's father you know what i mean when when did that happen that See, i don't know because there was no interwebs so you actually had to find a human and tell them or leave yeah. it on their answering machine i guess right yeah. so i don't know on all the nerd sites you still have to like scroll past a spoiler warning to see the big spoiler for episode seven that's that's gotta end because we're all pretending that everyone loves this movie and if you love the movie you've seen it and True. if you haven't seen it you don't want you don't love it you don't care so i think we need to spoil it for all those people i think it's time because they don't care anyway uh so yeah that's it's my new jam oh incidentally we should talk about that a couple of people have written me privately about the fact that a few weeks ago we we were talking about star wars when all three of us had not yet seen it it was the night before we were going to see it and we Uh were joking about spoilers and guessed jokingly all the spoilers and said them on the air. But then that episode didn't drop until after the movie comes out. So if you're not listening closely to the fact that we haven't yet seen the movie, it sounds like we are deliberately spoiling the movie on our show. Right. When in fact we were guessing the spoilers and guessed correctly. Right. Yeah, that was all you. Did you get an angry, uh, was it an angry message or just a. No, it was actually, it was skeptical messages of, did you, was that really a guess or did you tape that late and you're pretending to be guessing? But I think, uh, I don't know, if you're at all a Star Wars fan, you, you'd probably guess what goes down, right? Right. So what other apps are you using that you love? I'm pretty boring. Like, I, I, just, have, I just have a lot you of mean news like apps. Facebook and stuff? Oh, news. Uh, New York Times, Guardian. I look at a lot of different news sites. See, this is why Instagram is great, because it's primarily picture-based. Instagram is reverse Twitter, right? Twitter is about a, a message, and if you work at it, you can attach a picture. Instagram is about a picture, and if you work at it, you can put a message. And because it's not text-oriented, you can't write your asinine opinions and thoughts. Right. You pretty much put up a picture. So how, I mean, I guess a picture could be politically or socially offensive, or I guess somebody could put up a picture of their 
religion or of the, you know, too many pictures of their kids or whatever. But you're not going to get all that that sob sister complaining and bemoaning your life. Like, you can't do that on Instagram. I guess you could, what, continuously put up pictures of yourself frowning? You just can't be obnoxious (laughs) like you can on Facebook. I guess you could put up a picture of Obama and, like, use MS Paint to draw devil horns on him. But people aren't just aren't going to be as obnoxious on Instagram. It's, it's like, not possible. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a much more optimistic platform because Twitter is really made for ripping people apart. And uh, (laughs) Facebook is made for ripping yourself apart and getting other people to feel sorry for you uh, or to look at what a wonderful life you have and to want to kill yourself. Instagram is really, Instagram is a different form of not facing the music. It's It's a different form of deception. It's let's see how beautiful a picture I can make. Uh-huh. To show what a beautiful environment I live in and what a beautiful life I have. Well, you did a very interesting – you subverted that in a way that uh, I think is fitting the show's account because you put up a picture of you at a wine tasting. And so you put a beautiful candlelit picture of the wines you were about to drink. But then you wrote underneath it, fancy, fancy booze. Which yeah. Which like, the piss out of the fact that you are having a luxury experience. So I right. thought that was pretty brilliant because you were right. keeping it re- – Keep like keeping it comedy ish. Yeah, and the fact that like, aren't you jealous of my wine tasting? And you shouldn't be because I had two frowning daughters with me the entire time, which was another one of my posts. Like everyone's smiling in the picture, and my daughters are frowning because they're at a fancy wine tasting. They like, like, we do... can't afford a wine tasting and a babysitter, so you're coming, <laughs> right? They need to do a wine tasting, you know, where they expect you to bring your kids, and so they have another tasting for kids, like a fruit juice tasting. Well, they. I asked for a couple of flight glasses because they're the perfect size for the girls to drink. And to drop on the floor. And- right, and to drop on the floor. They had apple juice, which there's no long con in this. They didn't drink wine. But they were drinking apple juice out of wine flight glasses, which were two inches from the wine glasses that we were drinking. And I was constantly not paranoid that they were going to drink wine. Because I knew they would, if they if it touched their lips, they would hate it and throw it across the room. I was terrified that other people were going to think that our daughters were sitting there drinking wine, because it looked exactly <laughs> the same. A wine tea. I've never been to like what the what. It was looks like we what went you were to at. a so, winery. Okay. It was a winery near us. I feel like a wine tasting should last about five minutes because they they put five well small glasses of wine in front of you. You take a sip of each one. You go, yep. I just yep, tasted five it. wines. See you later. See you later. Um, here's five bucks. So uh, it was a flight of wines. So you get basically two swallows of mm-hmm. each one. You get that instead of a glass of wine with your dinner. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a wine tasting per se. It was at a, a winery in their restaurant where they served food and also awesome wine. And you were able good. to Instagram how miserable your daughters were at it. Yep. And isn't that yep. what social media is really for? It is. Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to take the kids sledding on the mostly frozen pond. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS and tell your friends about the show. Also, consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, if you come over to my house, make sure you know where all the pets are before you try my new jerky recipe.
And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs>